Matthew chapter 7, the Passion Translation. Refuse to be a critic full of bias towards others and judgment will not be passed on to you. For you'll be judged by the same standard that you've used to judge others. The measurement you use on them will be used on you. Why would you focus on the flaw in someone else's life and yet fail to notice the glaring flaws of your own? Ouch. (laughs) Ouch. How could you say to your friend, let me show you where you're wrong when you're guilty of even more? You're being hypocritical and a hypocrite. First, acknowledge your own blind spots and deal with them, and then you'll be capable of dealing with the blind spot of your friend. Who would hang earrings on a dog's ear or throw pearls in front of wild pigs? They'll only trample them under their feet and then turn around and tear you to pieces. Ask, and the gift is yours. Seek, and you'll discover Knock and the door will be opened for you. For every persistent one will get what he asks for. Every persistent seeker will discover what he longs for. And everyone who knocks persistently will one day find an open door. Do you know of any parent who would give his hungry child who asked for food a plate of rocks instead? Or, when asked for a piece of fish, what parent would offer his child a snake instead? If you, imperfect as you are, know how to lovingly take care of your children and give them what's best, how much more ready is your Heavenly Father to give wonderful gifts to those who ask Him? In everything you do, be careful to treat others in the same way you'd want them to treat you. For that is the essence of all the teachings of the law and the prophets. Come to God through the narrow gate because the wide gate and broad path is the way that leads to destruction. Nearly everyone chooses that crowded road, but the narrow gate. The difficult way leads to eternal life. So few even find it. Constantly be on your guard against phony prophets. They come disguised as lambs, appearing to be genuine, but on the inside they're like wild, ravenous wolves. You can spot them by their actions, for the fruit of their character will be obvious. You won't find sweet grapes hanging on a thorn bush, and you'll never pick good fruit from a tumbleweed. So if the tree is good, it will produce good fruit. But if the tree is bad, it will bear only rotten fruit, and it deserves to be cut down and burned. Look at the obvious fruit of their lives and ministries, and then you'll know whether they are true or false. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the realm of heaven's kingdom. It is only those who 
persist in doing the will of my heavenly Father. On the day of judgment, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, don't you remember us? Didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons and do many miracles for the sake of your name? But I will say to them, go away from me, you lawless rebels. I've never been joined to you. Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house on an unshakable foundation. When the rains fell and the flood came, with fierce winds beating upon his house, it stood firm because of its strong foundation. But everyone who hears my teaching and does not apply it to his life can be compared to a foolish man who built his house on the sand. When it rained and rained and the flood came, with wind and waves beating upon the house, it collapsed and was swept away. By the time Jesus had finished speaking, the crowds were dazed and overwhelmed by his teaching because his words carried such great authority quite unlike their religious scholars. So if you have joined me today in being dazed and overwhelmed by his teaching, (laughs) you're in a good place. And that's the end of Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 8, the Passion Translation. After he came down from teaching on the hillside, massive crowds began following him. Suddenly, a leper walked up to Jesus and threw himself down before him in worship and said, Lord, you have the power to heal me if you really want to. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the leper and said, Of course I want to heal you. Be healed. And instantly, all signs of leprosy disappeared. Then Jesus said to him, Don't speak to anyone, but go at once and find a priest and show him what has happened to you. Make sure to take the offering Moses commanded so they can certify your healing. When Jesus entered the village of Capernaum, A captain in the Roman army approached him, asking for a miracle. Lord, he said, I have a son who is lying in my home, paralyzed and suffering terribly. Jesus responded, I will go with you and heal him. But the Roman officer interjected, Lord, who am I to have you come into my house I understand your authority, for I too am a man who walks under authority and have authority over soldiers who serve me. I can tell one to go and he'll go, and another to come and he'll come. I order my servants, and they'll do whatever I ask. So I know that all you need to do is to stand here and command healing over my son, and he will be instantly healed. Jesus was astonished when he heard this, and he said to those who were following him, He is 
has greater faith than anyone I've encountered in Israel. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. Multitudes of non-Jewish people will stream from the east and the west to enter into the banqueting feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the heavenly kingdom. But many Israelites, born to be heirs of the kingdom, will be turned away and banished into darkness, where there will be bitter weeping and unbearable anguish. Then Jesus turned to the Roman officer and said, Go home. All that you believed for will be done for you. And his son was healed at that very moment. Then Jesus went into Peter's home and found Peter's mother-in-law bedridden, severely ill with a fever. The moment Jesus touched her hand, she was healed. Immediately she got up and began to make dinner for them. That evening, the people brought to him many who were demonized. And by Jesus only speaking a word of healing over them, they were totally set free from their torment. And everyone who was sick received their healing. In doing this, Jesus fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. He put upon himself our weaknesses and he carried away our diseases and made us well. At the sight of large crowds gathering around him, Jesus gave orders to his disciples to get ready to sail back over to the other side of the lake. Just then, a religious scholar approached him and said, Teacher, I'll follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have dens, birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no true home in this world. Then another man spoke up and said, Lord, I'll follow you, but first I must take care of my aged father and bury him when he dies. Jesus said to him, Now is the time to follow me, and let those who are dead bury their own dead. They all got into the boat and began to cross over to the other side of the lake. And Jesus, exhausted, fell asleep. Suddenly, A violent storm developed with waves so high the boat was about to be swamped. Yet Jesus continued to sleep soundly. The disciples woke up saying, Save us, Lord. We're going to die. But Jesus reprimanded them. Why are you gripped with fear? Where is your faith? Then he stood up and rebuked the storm and said, Be still. And instantly it became perfectly calm. The disciples were astonished by this miracle and said to one another, who is this man? Even the wind and waves obey his word. You know, I'm just going to stop and interject. This craziness that we are reading, people being healed instantly, Jesus just saying one word and the wind and waves obey him. These are not bedtime stories. Although you can read them at bedtime, this is truth. It's history. This happened. These amazing, miraculous, unbelievable, profound things actually did happen. And this Jesus, who is God, he lives today. 
and continues to work miracles in our lives by the Holy Spirit. Wow, guys. To live in a world where literal miracles happen on a daily basis because we walk with, we live with, we get in the boat with this man called Jesus who is God, who today is with us by Holy Spirit. Guys, (laughs) whoa. (laughs) Verse 28, when they arrived on the other side of the lake in the region of the Gadarenes, two demonized men confronted Jesus. They lived among the tombs of a cemetery and were considered so extremely violent that no one felt safe passing through that area. The demons screamed at Jesus, shouting, Son of God, what do you want with us? Leave us alone. Have you come to torment us before the appointed time? There was a huge herd of pigs feeding nearby, so the demons pleaded, If you cast us out, send us into the herd of pigs. Jesus commanded, Then go. And at once the demons came out of the men and went into the pigs. Then the entire herd of crazed pigs stampeded down the steep slope and fell into the water and drowned. The men who were hurting the pigs fled to the nearby town and informed the people of all that had happened to the demonized men. Then everyone from the town went out to confront Jesus and urged him to go away and leave them alone. You know, I just would want that in our amazement, in, in our utter astonishment, by what Jesus does and who he is, that the last thing we would say is go and leave me alone. But we would say, come closer. Come closer. Come closer. And never leave me alone. Whoa, that's the end of Matthew chapter 8. Thanks for reading with me.